Hey everyone, welcome back to Healthier with Itisham Ahmed. Today's episode is all about cancer. And uh, I want to open up this episode by talking about a really interesting study. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. It's, it's going viral. Um, it's about the, the study with the 100% efficacy rate um, with uh, a drug that pretty much cured cancer, right, in all uh, the subjects in the study. And uh, so I'm looking at the original, like the original journal. It's published by the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, it's titled PD-1 Blockade in Mismatch Repair Deficient Locally Advanced Rectal Cancer. And um, there's many, many scientists part of it, all of them, like, you know, there's MDs and there's uh, PhDs in this. And uh, essentially what happened was, um, so um, if you take a look at it, there's, there's, so there's 12, um, there's 12 people that were part of the study, right? And so usually, right, uh, the treatment for this kind of cancer is uh, first they do chemotherapy. And then they do surgical resection. So they kind of do chemotherapy to kind of control it, to localize it a little bit more. And then they surgically remove it. Uh, and that's the standard procedure, right? So what they um, realized, okay, that they could um, potentially program uh, the death of, this, uh, of these cancer cells, right? They could program it. And essentially, theoretically, that it should kind of, you know, die on its own. And uh, they they did it. You can you can take a look at how the study was done, like in detail, right? The methods and the results are all uh, in there. And they noticed that the cancer was a hundred percent gone, and there was no need to do any surgery. And they followed up with them for six to twenty five months, and there was still no you know recurrence of this cancer. So the cancer never came back, right? And uh, so so this was uh, very very you know interesting to see. I don't know when the study was done, but it was published at June 5th. Today is June 8th, so this was like uh, three days ago. So this is uh, quite interesting. And you could take a, take a look at it to see like the details of the study, right? This is, this is big news, and uh, I'm sure, you know, this is the start of uh, the cure for cancer, I'm sure. Um, all right, so uh, essentially, okay, let's start by introducing what cancer even is. Uh, when I was young, I never understood cancer. People told me that, you know, it's basically like when your cells reproduce at an alarming rate. But I always thought like, what, what's so dangerous about that? Like, so what your cells are reproducing? So basically, um, your cells, they reproduce, they use energy, and they create waste. But they also serve a purpose. Your red blood cells transport oxygen. Your muscle cells contract to allow you to move. Your adipose cells store fat. Your neural cells, they trans transport signals. So essentially, cancer cells are like a corrupted version of any particular cell. So it'll be, it's usually caused by a genetic problem, which causes the cell to be useless, but still um, rapidly, still rapidly reproduce, right? So you will have a crazy amount of uh, reproduction and you will have like, you know, many, 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 many useless cells. And these useless cells will not only take up space, but they will use a large amount of energy and they will create a large amount of waste, right? And that's essentially where the problem comes. And sometimes, you know, if the tumor is quite large, it will, sell, it will send signals to the brain to create uh, blood vessels 
that surround the tumor and it will use up uh, you know your blood it will use up your resources it will you know uh, cause an inflammatory response by your body and that will affect your immune health and it causes a, a, a chain of reactions that will eventually um, become fatal right so um, so that's basically the mechanism of how cancer works to kind of harm you so what are some mechanisms that your body has to prevent cancer from happening so believe it or not uh, cancer cells forming in your body is quite common it'll so it developing into a full-blown cancer where it you know harms your health that is uh, not as common or that's rare right it's, it's I mean it's common enough for it to be a problem but it's not you know not everybody gets it but everybody has ex- at least once in their life um, had a cell that became cancerous but your body kind of you know took care of it and your body takes care of these uh, spontaneously forming cancer cells um, by um, something known as lymphocytes, right? Lymphocytes is, uh, is, is a type of specialized cell, right? Essentially, it's part of your white blood cells. And it's a specialized cell that is uh, part of your immune system. And it fights off anything dangerous, any kind of pathogen. And, you know, some type of lymphocytes, right? Many, many types of lymph- lymphocytes actually uh, take care of your cancer cells and they, you know, uh, eliminate them. So cancer is pretty much spontaneous. You can't really 100% um, you can't 100% avoid it. Even if you are in perfect health, it could still happen. That's why you hear about of stories about people who never smoked and they still got lung cancer. So these things are they they just happen. But they could happen more frequently if your health is not in check, right? So if you have poor health your chances of creating cancer cells will increase. And it could increase to the point where your lymphocytes uh, are not able to take care of it. So there's two things you can do to prevent cancer or to decrease your chances of cancer, okay? You could create or, uh, you know, have a, have a good state of health where um, your, you know, cancer cells do not form spontaneously as much as they would something that causes you know cancer cells to form at a high rate is oxidative stress and i mentioned this in my previous episode which was titled uh, antioxidants oxidative stress causes cancer among many other diseases but it also causes cancer many other things cause cause cancer so radiation right radiation some chemicals some carcinogens all of these essentially they affect your dna and then using that it you know causes cancer so you will, you, well, you should have uh, be in an environment or create an environment internally and externally that will reduce the amount of cancerous cells forming spontaneously in your body, which happens often, but you still want to reduce it as much as you can. And the second thing you can do to prevent cancer is by increase or by improving your immune health, increasing your levels of lymphocytes. So, and if you have a lot of lymphocytes, these spontaneously forming cancer cells um, should be taken care of um, naturally by your body. And you wouldn't need to undergo any kind of treatment, right? Now, obviously, what I'm telling you is just to decrease your chances. You're not going to, like, the chances of you having cancer, it's not zero. If you do 
take care of these things. But it could reduce it greatly, especially if you are predisposed to cancer. If you have many family members that have cancer, you could decrease your chances of uh, getting this disease. Uh, there's an article, you could take a look at it. It talks about how uh, physical activity and exercise reduce the level, uh, reduce the likelihood of cancer forming. Uh, this uh, is quite, an, well, it's reasonably, it's, it's pretty old. It's, in, it's from 2012, but it's, there has been many, many, you know, um, pieces of evidence that suggests that physical activity reduces your likelihood of cancer. Uh, this specific journal that I was talking about is titled Cancer, Physical Activity, and Exercise. It's, um, it's, it's in the National Library of Medicine. And uh, basically it talks about how exercising frequently uh, creates an internal environment which uh, decreases your likelihood of uh, developing cancer. And not only that, it also improves your uh, immune health, right? And this is kind of... This is intuitive. We know that exercise is good for you. We know that it helps your immune system. A healthy person is less likely to get sick than an unhealthy person, right? A physically active person is unlikely to get sick versus a sedentary person. So this is one thing that, you know, people could do to reduce their likelihood of cancer. Uh, another, uh, so th uh, this... This journal that uh, I have up here, uh, it's titled Oxidative Stress, Inflammation, and Cancer, How Are They Linked? And this ties in back to my previous episode about oxidative stress, and it kind of gives uh, a little bit more uh, detail to it. This is also quite old. It's from 2010, but it's very, very descriptive, right? And um, it talks about how if you have a lot of free radicals in your body, which is essentially what oxidative stress is, if you have a lot of free radicals or a lot of reactive molecules in your body these reactive molecules can harm your dna and corrupt essentially corrupt your dna and this will cause your cells to become useless but still um, reproduce and still use energy and create waste and that's essentially what cancer is so reducing your oxidative stress can definitely decrease your likelihood of cancer. And you could search this up. Uh, this uh, specific journal uh, is by um, Simone Reuter, Re uh, Simone Reuter, uh, Sabash Gupta, uh, Madan Chad, uh, Chaturvedi, uh, and uh, Bharat Agarwal. Right. Um, so you could you could check these out. Uh, it's in it's in. It's in a lot of detail. A lot of it, you know, it's, it's full of jargon, but you could kind of get the gist of it. If you read the abstract, you're going to understand what this whole entire uh, journal is about. Okay. And um, so these are, you know, the main two things that you could do to help, um, to help reduce your likelihood of um, developing cancer. So if you could, um, you know, eat, if, if you, theoretically, if you eat more, if you consume more antioxidants and you exercise, you create a really good internal environment for your body to prevent cancer. Okay. Uh, something really interesting I saw, and this this is also some uh, is also a little bit related to uh, antioxidants, but it's it's more uh, about vitamin C. So we know that vitamin C is an antioxidant. I mentioned that in the previous episode, and this journal. Uh, makes the connection between vitamin C and lymphocytes. And it basically overviews the whole mechanism on how vitamin C or ascorbic acid 
helps um, well, it not only increases the amount of lymphocytes that you have, but it also improves the functionality of these lymphocytes. And this is very, very recent. This was published in 2018. Um, one of the, um, one of the uh, authors for this journal is uh, Gwendolyn Van Gorkum. So you can check this out. The title of this is uh, Influence of Vitamin C on Lymphocytes, an overview. And um, lymphocytes includes many types of cells, right? So there's uh, your B lymphocytes, you have your T cells, you have your natural killers, which are NK cells. Um, you also have your cytosidic, uh, sorry, cyto cytotoxic lymphocytes. And uh, essentially, vitamin C is, there's strong evidence of vitamin C improving the functionality and increasing the amount of some of these type of lymphocytes. There still needs to be more research on, um, on, it says here, there needs to be more research on the effects of B lymphocytes um, and some, of, uh, some other type of lymphocytes. But we know that there is a strong uh, influence of vitamin C on, um, on reducing your likelihood of developing cancer. And you could take a look at this. There, this is also very, very detailed, right? It talks about like each type of lymphocytes that we have, including regulatory T cells. You have your memory T cells, right? Um, so your A, uh, your uh, yeah, your B lymphocytes. Your uh, what else does it talk about? I'm just reading this over here. Your natural killer cells. These are the main ones that it talks about, right? Your B lymphocytes, your uh, T cells, and your NK or natural killers. Uh, so definitely, you know, increasing your vitamin C intake not only would reduce your oxidative stress, which is already good, which is already good for you. Um, and so what's interesting is vitamin C helps the um, helps prevention of cancer in two ways. So not only does it reduce your oxidative stress because it acts as a antioxidant, but it also improves the functionality of your immune system. So these are the two ways it helps. So uh, I have to look more into like, you know, other, um, micronutrients that help, uh, prevent cancer, but there's quite a bit of research on vitamin C, right? A, a strong amount of research. So, um, so, you know, vitamin C, I mean, it's, it's amazing. You know, you could definitely, you know, increase your vitamin C intake in many, many ways. I mentioned it earlier too. If you're just, you know, drinking water, throwing a lemon in there, start drinking lemon water. You know, if you drink lemon water every day, a little bit every day, it will massively improve your health. When we talk about how to intake more of a certain micronutrient, it sounds very difficult. It sounds like it's a lot of commitment. You have to eat a salad every day or you have to eat a certain disgusting, nasty diet every day. But very small things like just eating half an orange every day, right? Or eating just an orange every day. That's all, that's all you really need to do, right? Even just a week. Anything is better than nothing. So these are some ways, you know, you could improve um, prevention against cancer. Uh, and this is quite interesting to me. I have much to learn about this. I have to look more into it. So, I mean, in this episode, I just talked about how vitamin C uh, plays a role, how uh, oxidative stress plays a role, and also physical activity. So I have to look more into it, right? Other factors as well. Um, and other habits that you know we can form to help us uh, fight cancer, uh, but these are all some some really good uh, preventative measures that we can take. And as we know, prevention is way better than cure, right? I can't talk about the cure because I'm not a professional in this, um, but I can talk about 
some preventative measures that we can take, right? And we can, and you know, I, I've talked about the mechanisms about it. So uh, we have, we now have a good understanding of how um, these different factors that I talked about plays a role in preventing cancer. All right. Uh, so I'll wrap it up here. I hope this was informative. Uh, you can check those um, journals out uh, for for your own, you know, research if you'd like to uh, dive deeper into it. And um, I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.